Welcome to GP Bullhound's Tech Thoughts, a weekly overview of economic developments in international markets. Hello and welcome to GP Bullhound's Tech Thoughts. Today is the 26th of January and we are here with Inge Haydorn, Jenny Hardy and Nayla Salkovic for our weekly market roundup. Today, the team will cover this week's tech results, including Microsoft and ASML. Over to them. Thank you, Maria. This is Inge Haydorn, Portfolio Manager at GP Bullhound. Hi everyone, it's Jenny Hardy, Portfolio Manager at GP Bullhound. Hey everyone, my name is Nayla and I work as an analyst here at GP Bullhound. And if we just start with the simple market update, Inge. Yes, we have been in a, a strong rally, especially on Nasdaq. Yeah. It's really hard to understand exactly what it's driven by, but we had a very bad year last year and now we are a little bit getting numbers which we want. So like slower inflation and not too bad economic numbers. And I think that's really triggered a rally in, in the, on the tech side, especially. And this is the first big week of results in tech. And as we suspected, even if the reported results were fine, uh, we could still see a cautious tone around the CEOs and CFOs. Um, and if we start with software, ServiceNow, SAP, Microsoft, all reported this week. Um, it seems like headline results were fine, but included some guide downs. Uh, Inge, can you tell us more? Yes, and I, I would like to put out a disclaimer for this call. Every single call we talk about service now, remember to exclude Bill McDermott on the negative side and the cautious side. <laughs> he, he's never cautious. Yeah. Uh, and I think that was the thing really with service now. It was good numbers. Yes, the free cash flow guidance was slightly below, but they're still growing north of 20%. It's, it's a really, really strong numbers. But the problem here going into the numbers is that Bill McDermott was out in Davos and being very, very bullish on, on, on their performance and so on. So people were expecting even a little bit more, but it's a magnificent result. And as you saw, share price turned around. When it comes to Microsoft, they are definitely affected by, firstly, the optimization process on the cloud side. People are thinking on a lot, a lot of cloud costs lately and need to think a little bit more strategically around them at this point in time because the costs are escalating. On top of that, don't forget, they have a lot of personal computing side, Xbox, so, and so on. So they are exposed to the consumer side also, Microsoft, and that's hurting them. But looking at it, it's not bad numbers given where we are in, in the marketplace and the size of the company. It's continuing to grow, and EPS will continue to grow. The OPEX is now becoming more cautious, and OPEX is the name of the game now across the board, uh, even on the, on the software side. So... It's, it's very, very stable, and that's why you see very limited with share price movements in Microsoft and SAP. I don't know if you want to add something, Yari, on, on your thinking around it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I suppose the, the nature of software and, and I suppose broadly why we like software uh, as a subsector, you know, it does have a large amount of recurring revenues, and, and typically... These are sort of big ships that, that are hard to, to move. So it's very rare that you see um, sort of very uh, large scale misses. And obviously, we'll, we'll talk about Intel later. So, I mean, it would be very rare to see um, such a big kind of negative surprise. And I think, you know, we've seen um, we've seen sort of workforce cuts from Microsoft. You know, we saw it again from SAP. And so, of course, you know, these CEOs, CFOs are 
you know, going to come out and and sort of strike a, a more cautious tone. And I think it's reasonable that you know we we should expect businesses to be slightly more cautious than they were a year ago about signings. I mean, certainly, kind of new software applications. So, no, I think broadly it's what we would expect. And and I think it will be interesting to see whether on the other side of these sort of optimization and bundling comments, you see weakness from some of those kind of more niche software providers where there are alternatives available from SAP and Microsoft at a much lower cost. Um, so I think that's something, something we're kind of cautious around and, and, and we'll look out for. I, I just want to highlight one thing also. Maybe a lot of people haven't looked at but H&M reported today, one of the biggest retailers, you know, in the world, Swedish, and they increased their spending on software and, uh, and services by almost 30% because they're late to online marketplaces and so on. So they're going to spend a lot on AI uh, and the software around online sales. sales. So I, I think there's a lot, a lot of growth still, but at this point in time, it's just that, People, CFOs are cautious. I think that's the read through from, from the whole segment, so I'd say. Yeah. And and actually, if you look at the, what, what's driven big daily up moves in this sector, it's been cost cutting, employee cuts, activists coming in, you know, demanding cost cutting. If you look at Salesforce, um, yeah, it does feel like we're in a, a slightly different uh, sort of stage of, of the cycle. Um, in in tech, right. this almost sounds like you're on the wrong call here. You should be on a telecom operator call. <laughs> exactly. We also had some companies reporting on the semi side. Uh, one of these were ASML, KLA, LAM, and Intel. Uh, if we start with the good news, ASML guided a 25% sales growth for full year 23. Inge, what's your comment? I, I think ASML is a very very boring in that sense. It's it's a steady ship. And uh, as the time to between order and delivery is so long, and, and the industry is still very, very optimistic about 2025 and 2030, nobody's going to cut back and, and be late and do, do an Intel, and we'll come back to it later. So yeah. in that sense, it, it, it's a very, very stable business. So it, it just takes long. And the question in Mark is more, what are you willing to pay for the number one player with a uh, dominant monopolic marketplace? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, and if you look at it in the context of the industry, though, the industry will be down sort of 20% this year in terms of wait for fab equipment spend. That 25% growth, it's, uh, yeah, it's amazing. And, and, and as you said, this is because ASML's specific tools are very much targeted around those kind of long-term technology upgrades that all of TSMC and Intel and Samsung just have to do. That's the nature of their business. They have to maintain tech leadership. And yeah, again, we'll, we'll come on to Intel, but um, it's kind of a, a disaster if they don't. So let's move into Intel before we take the smaller one, because Intel is such a standout this quarter. It's, it's probably the only one which performed the disaster, if we put it that way. I think in the quarter in itself, gross margin fell apart. Sales missed, but not super, super bad, but still bad on the PC side as expected. But 
data center sales also fell apart for them. And we've been discussing this, Jenny, and, and digging into it. And I, I was wondering if there's two things happening. Firstly, in general, they're losing market share, but also very, very late. And Safi Rapids comes now in Q1 live. And Genoa, the AMD uh, product came out in October already. So that product lead AMD has has probably been the widest we've seen any time during Q4. And it's going to take time for Intel to ramp Safi Rapids, and it's probably going to still be behind uh, Genoa, but be closer in, in the first half of, the, of 2023. So it, it looks really, really tough for them. Yeah, I mean, I can't sort of put into words just what a disaster that Q1 guide is. Um, I mean, like, I opened the results and thought I must be looking at the wrong stock because the numbers made no sense. But, um, I mean, it's just an extraordinary um, an extraordinary sales number that they've guided to. To put, to put it into context, I don't think... Um, that I think it's the lowest level of absolute sales since 2010. I mean, it's just extraordinary. And yeah, I think sort of trying to piece together what's going on, I think, yes, they're in a weak market, but this has to be kind of mis-execution and market share losses way beyond that. Um, And I don't know um, if uh, we should perhaps comment on the PC event that they had earlier this year where um, uh, they, they they sort of guided to a long-term uh, PC total addressable market number of 300 million annual units um, in, in the long term. Now, that feels pretty unrealistic, but even more extraordinary, they guided to um, between 270 and 295 million PC units for this year, which is just kind of ludicrous. It's just not going to happen. And I think the worry is if if they're planning for that, um, and you can already see inventory ballooning on their balance sheet, actually, we could be in for a few more quarters of pain with Intel, um, even beyond this one so I think it just feels like it just feels like they have totally misplanned misexecuted and actually that they're just completely out of touch with their core market which is yeah extremely worrying I think and, and we should say we don't own Intel right <laughs> yeah uh, and we continue not to own it yeah uh, and when it comes to the smaller equipment names, LAM and KLA, it's it's interesting. Both of them putting out the, roughly the same story, down 20% this year for their wafer market, wafer equipment market, but uh, strongly first half and the second half, and then recovery from there. But the interesting thing, if you look at details, is that KLA says that uh, the DRAM market will be weakest, while LAM states that the NAND market yeah. will be weakest. But uh, that's that's pretty detailed. But it's quite still interesting that two companies can have such a different view on, on the same thing. Yeah, exactly. And and I think um, perhaps shows uh, that there really is very little visibility across memory. Um, uh, yeah, just just for them both to be um, both to be guiding. Uh, com- completely differently. I think you know in in NAND, I think you've got um, the sort of increased layer count is 
um, yeah, clearly kind of creating some difficulties in the market. And I think that's that's also a market that's really been uh, impacted by the China um, restrictions because YMTC, we know, um, ha- has been struggling to get to get equipment there. So, um, yeah, I think that's very tough. And then DRAM, we can still see the spot prices just continuing to fall. So, again, um, it's very questionable who is going to want to put incremental capacity in there. That said, you do still have tech upgrades across both. Um, and we'll see Samsung reporting next week. So um, see what they sort of say on on CapEx. On the CMS side, we have seen also a number of players with the so say, distribution uh, sales like Texas uh, and vendor sales coming out with numbers, uh, FTM and Texas. And both of them are highlighting that the auto piece of the market is very, very strong. They see weakness across the board, I would say, uh, on industrial, personal computers, uh, and also our consumer products. But autos is still strong quarter on quarter, year over year, and they're also guiding quite strong for the full year, so quite strong growth for 2023. And that's what you saw, STM moving up 8% yesterday, and uh, Infinium in tandem with it. And this is very much in line with our view. So our focus is really to hold the same uh, conductor names with an auto exposure. Yeah, it, it, exactly. And I think it's absolutely a sort of tale of two end markets in terms of both demand and in terms of, of the kind of health of inventories. So absolutely agree. You know, for me, it feels like continuing to limit the exposure on the consumer side and instead kind of lean into um, the auto exposure where you know, we can see there's still a still high demand coming from content increases in autos and still really sort of structural shortages on, on the supply side. So absolutely, it feels like um, that's the place to be in semis. And yeah, absolutely kind of reflected in our exposure in the portfolio. All right. Thank you for listening. Next week, we have a lot of exciting tech companies reporting. So stay tuned. We'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you very much for today.